Digital Insights, a training segment within the BCTGM Voices Project. I'm Michelle Ellis, Director of Digital Media. Each month, I will bring you a tip or trick for building relationships with existing and future members on social media. These are the tools to streamline your communications and help you reach more workers with better messaging. This is Digital Insights. the group for this digital insight training and talk a little bit about audiences this is something we discuss a lot in the communications department at the international and a question that was asked to us often going through the strikes last year was well why would the public care about this post or who is that message intended for so I thought I would go through a list of audiences that we're dealing with when we post on social media as a union because there's a wide variety of them. There's the obvious ones, our local union members and our coworkers. Um, and then there's more secondary folks like the media or uh, the companies that we negotiate with. So considering all of these potential viewers can help you post more creative and effective content. It can help you grow awareness in more strategic ways and it can help you reach more people who can help you win your labor battles and even help you grow our union. So I'm just gonna give you 10 potential audiences to consider when you're posting on social media, the advantage of connecting with each of them, and then how to best reach those folks with uh, your captions and or graphic images or pictures. The first one is obviously our members. This is what most of us started our social media pages to do, to communicate with our members. This is the most important and the most obvious group of people. These are the people that need to know that their dues are leading to outcomes. So they're gonna wanna know about things like meeting times, local union events, upcoming elections. They're gonna wanna know how to access their contracts, how to get support from their leaders, they will love seeing pictures of themselves and each other uh, working or taking action together. A really good example of communication that is intended for our membership is Local 351's series called Member Monday, which Andrew Gutierrez kept up for several years on that local union page. Or he would post a photo of a member every Monday, tell a little story about them, and um, it was a great opportunity for the members to see each other to see themselves. That's really good content to post for your members. Member quotes on specific issues. This is something we did a lot with the strikes last year. It helped us communicate the issues of the strike through the words of the members. This does help educate the public, but it also helps workers stay united. It helps them see each other making statements and saying, that's exactly right. I agree with that. I'm going to share this because it it further proves my point. It shows exactly why we're out here doing this. And this kind of uh, activity and mentality is really important when you're working through a week's long collective action. As a bonus, this communication that's intended for your members, the more that you post, the more they're gonna engage with it. And the more that they share, the more that they pull in 
the second audience that I'm going to talk about, which is their friends and family. Having the support of our members, friends and family is crucial. So many of the bodies that were on the picket lines last year represented this group of people. They were the friends and family members of the members of the union. They held signs. They shared awareness on their own social media pages. Most importantly, they supported their loved ones through a really difficult time. People who stopped working in order to fight for a fair contract, those were the people who really stood behind them and then were super important to that group of people. So what to post in order to communicate best with our friends and family of members is they need to see you fighting for their families. So brag about your wins, talk about how proud you are of your workers, how important they are to your local union. Also show pictures of them, show your local union picnics, any strike actions you're going through, rallies, holiday events, uh, you know, let them know that none of this is possible without them. Show the kids, people love to see pictures of kids. This is the future of our movement, a learning about the labor movement through supporting their parents on a picket line. And union pets are also really popular to share among families. A third audience to consider when you're posting on social media is your internal brothers and sisters. Those of us at the International Union, those of us in other local unions, uh, leaders, field staff. So this is built-in support, easy reshares, anything that you post needing to be reshared or shown more widely, this group is gonna be there for you to do that. They have direct access to other BCTGM members that they can continue to share your message with and help it spread far and wide. Our international reps and vice presidents, of course, are gonna also have access to resources that can help you that maybe you haven't thought of. So if they see something that you're posting, uh, an activity you're involved in, and they can say, oh, you know, I could connect you with so-and-so at the international to help you, you know, do something more strategic with this message. So what to post in order to connect with the brothers and sisters internally. For one thing, just ask exactly for what you need. A good example of this is right now with Local 22. They are in a dispute with UNFI Cub Foods in the Midwest. They have an online petition where members have been going on and filling out the form and sending a letter to their CEOs saying, we urge you to bargain in good faith with Local 22. Most of the people who have taken action on that are indeed uh, internal leaders who know the struggle and are happy to help. Think of outside the box and be bold. This group is watching you because they have your back, but they're also going to be inspired by any out of the box tactics that you're trying. A really good example of this is Local 218 over the summer. Chantal Mendenhall created that Frito-Lay Union Members Appreciation page to thank everybody who was supporting their strike. And every BCTGM local union group that went on strike after that followed her lead. They were inspired by that and they all used it subsequently. So you could be doing something that your brothers and sisters can use later on. So um, don't feel like you're doing too much or be afraid to do something different because you never know who you're inspiring, right? Steward resources can be shared in this group. Anything that talks about how to file a grievance, handouts that you can be posting in your shops or giving to other leaders to post in their shops is always good. And then of course we have union privilege benefits. 
that you can reach out to the international for or if you see us sharing something about union privilege or bctgm power that's really good stuff to share internally with your local unions the fourth audience that you should be thinking about when you're posting on social is the greater labor movement this is going to include your state labor federations other unions like IBEW, SEIU, CWA, movements out there like Fight for 15 or Jobs with Justice. Again, this is also built-in support. They're, they're there to help you make sure that more people hear about what you're doing. They're going to have your back as well. And they can also gather ground support locally. Most of these organizations have chapters in your towns and they, they can create crowds for you when you need that. So what to post in order to get the attention of the labor movement. The first thing you need to think about is if you want support, you have to give support. So ongoing, share their posts, sign their petitions, okay? Show up at their events, take pictures of you and your local union groups, supporting them, post them on social media, tag those organizations. Then when the time comes, ask, Again, and you post on social media, this is what we need you to do. We need everybody to sign our petition. We need to make sure nobody is buying Nabisco products made in Mexico. Those organizations will be there. They'll see that. They'll know exactly what to do, and they will be right behind you. So when you show up for labor, labor always shows up for you. The fifth audience to think about is the news media or other labor media organizations. These are things like More Perfect Union, is paying a lot of attention to the BCTGM right now. We get reached out to all the time for things that we posted on social media that they've seen. Another one is now this, you know, there's a few of them out there who make these viral videos. AJ Plus will do this sometimes. So if they see something's going on that the public is gonna be interested in, they'll reach out. Their audiences will include other labor unions, working people, and politicians who want to be representative of union workers. Um, and you can gain the attention of these groups by just thinking strategically. What are they interested in? The answer to that is clicks, viral content, big name companies. So name drop those. An example of us kind of rewording things in order to catch the media is when we were discussing the Nabisco strike you know, Nabisco is owned by Mondelez now. We had been in dispute with them for years, calling them Mondelez over and over. Well, nobody knows what Mondelez is actually. Like on the product packaging, it always is gonna say Nabisco. So that was a strategic move uh, that we talked about in the office that we're gonna be using the name Nabisco. Of course it worked. The media hears a name like Nabisco, Kellogg's, Hershey's, and they jump right on that. So we have a handful of reporters now who will, like I said, reach out to us. Uh, and a good example is the Hershey campaign, just a little artwork and a big name company. We posted on social media and it created a little movement right away because of the notoriety there. More Perfect Union, again, reached right out, uh, got in contact with our organizers and they visited the plant within a couple weeks to talk to those workers about their campaign. A sixth audience to think about is potential BCTGM members. This is going to be similar to existing members in that the group needs to see you fighting for your members. They need to see the advantages of union membership. 
So things to post in order to to speak to those potential members is worker wins. Anytime you win a campaign, post about that. Make a big deal about it. Go ahead and brag. Um, any kind of education, this is a group that needs to see those comparison charts. Any articles that you can find about union support being the highest it's been since the 1960s at least. Precise instruction is good for this group as regarding like how to contact your local union or get an organizing campaign going, how to create a committee within their workplaces in order to start an organizing campaign. Any kind of education like that is really good. Uh, they will need reassurance uh, regarding their legal rights. The fact that they can remain anonymous when they reach out to our union, especially in those first days, their employer will not know that they're talking to union representatives. That's important for them to know in a lot of cases. And then any kind of member testimonials that you can share are going to perform well with potential members. A seventh audience to think about is workers in current organizing campaigns. So this is kind of like potential workers. They're just kind of a little further along in the process. They know what we're all about. They've already reached out. They're going to want easy education and talking points that they can print out or reshare on social media uh, to kind of help their coworkers along in the process. So things to post. The Hershey workers have a very active private Facebook group, which has been an excellent tool for the organizers. You'll just want to make sure that there are plenty of people in there who are with the international who can answer, or, or even with the local union, who can answer the hard questions that those people are asking. Make sure you're being very transparent. You can give some campaign specific artwork to help them feel ownership of over this content. So like Hershey workers have a campaign logo now that they can use and that's their graphic. Uh, so that's becoming identifiable with their campaign. We've been posting pictures of their union yes signs um, and they also have their own hashtag Hershey union yes. The next audience number eight is the companies you represent. They're watching. So one of the best things that I heard during the striketober movement through the fall was Paula Steig from Local 433 telling us that a company that they were heading into negotiations with within a couple months of the strike actions was changing their tune, watching that go on. They were not interested in having any strike action against them. And they were asking questions about how can we avoid this happening? So that's good. You want your companies to see your content and feel like you, we don't lay down in negotiations. We fight for our workers. So some things that you can post in order to show that, show the community has your back, show those worker wins, uh, show your solidarity. Because we know the only power that companies really have over workers is this ability to divide and conquer. If you show them this solidarity of the union body, uh, make that very clear on your social media. That sends a strong message when it comes time for negotiations. When companies engage in union busting activities, call them out. The labor movement is really big about exposing things like this. That stuff is easy reshares. Um, so when you're doing that, make sure you tag the company in question and ask people, reshare this, spread the word. The ninth 
audience to think about is county, state, federal politicians, and candidates. These are the people that have pull within the law and they need your votes. So they're also gonna have pull with the CEOs and companies within their districts. So let's say you're in a labor dispute, you can post about it on the internet and tag those local politicians to just educate them about your struggle. Ask your members to reshare that for more visibility. Invite them to come out to your rallies and strike lines. When they show up to speak at your rallies, take pictures, you know, post that stuff on social media, quote their speech, they had a good line, put it in there and then tag them, make sure that they get credit Politicians love to reshare things like this as proof that they stand with the working class. And furthermore, it helps grow awareness of your local union in the community because they're gonna be resharing that with their audiences and, and that'll help you get some visibility in your social media feeds. The last one, but not least, number 10, is activists and students. This is the future of the labor movement, so you can have fun with this one. These are the people that have the ability to pull the next generation into the fold. I mean, it's the snarky pro-labor memes that you see online, any kind of cartoon jokes. These guys love throwing zingers out there on social media for things that they believe in. As a bonus, those graphic memes are shared like crazy. This is the group that helps make stuff like that go viral. And these ones are the ones making TikTok videos, anything that pertains to shared values like healthcare, a $15 minimum wage, uh, taxing the rich, supporting unions, um, TikTok videos. There's a lot of TikTok content out there on those topics or Instagram reels, whatever it is that you watch scrolling constantly. Um, the other thing you can do with this group is follow the trends. These are kind of hard even for me to keep up with, but there was one going through the summer on Twitter that was like red flag. So it was using the emoji with the red flag. It was like a series of red flags and then like a quote from your boss or something like, we're a family. We're going to order you pizza for lunch. You don't need a pension. And, and then they would put the red flag. So when your boss says this, this is a red flag. That was really popular on Twitter through the summer. I've also seen the AFL-CIO using the Wordle graphic. I don't know Wordle, I don't play this, uh, but they're using that now as a like, it get, that's getting the attention of uh, the internet generation. And they've been using that to post some labor memes. You can use the GIF feature to post funny reactions. You know, this is the like short animations where people are making funny faces, anything like that. You know, this audience is the perfect excuse for you to really have fun on social media. So that's it for audiences, one through 10. If you guys have others that you can think of, go ahead and post them in the comments. We can continue this discussion. Um, it's kind of fun. So hopefully this helped. If you ever have questions for me, you can email me at mellis at bctgm.org. And that is it for our February Digital Insight. See you guys. If you found this content valuable, please consider sharing it on your own social media pages and be sure to tag us. We are BCTGM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more on the activities of the BCTGM, go to bctgm.org.